No Quote This Week by Jamie Ward. He's kind of crazy. She's a little insane. Keeping energy really messes with his brain. One is the forest. The other's husband is dead. That's why it's so messed up in the head. It's a Silver Linings Playcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Silver Linings Playcast. I'm your host, Jamie Ward, and as far as I know, this is the only podcast solely devoted to talking about Silver Linings Playbook, the movie, and the Silver Linings Playbook, the book. Happy February 5th. 5th of February. It is a Sunday. A little late in the week. Yep, calling it close again, but getting it in under the wire. We have a big big week i wanted to to say that i might keep it short because uh, a lot of stuff to do and we've been busy this week and then i thought about it and i was gonna be like no uh i don't actually remember if i was busy this week i think i think we were very busy this week if we weren't busy this week i'm projecting uh because next week we'll be busy there's probably been weeks in the past where we have lied and said hey we were busy last week when we were really watching Buffy we did watch a couple episodes this week but I actually fell asleep uh before every single one yeah watching even like a whole one so but we did we got all the way through uh season three so we were caught up to where um Angel the the spinoff but not even spin like yeah it is a spinoff I was gonna say sequel but it's not a sequel series because it ran consecutive concurrently no conse- concurrently with uh, a couple more seasons of Buffy the Vampire Slayer so we were gonna start being able to watch rewatch Angel and Buffy with the interweaving plots of the two things I'm talking so about so much more sense yeah. It already does. I can even see, like, I don't even remember How a lot of the stuff. But, uh, yeah. Um, several of the characters have that, that show up in both series have been fleshed out in my mind, like, so that they make a little more sense when they show up in the other episode now. Um, I was going to talk about the Eagles, uh, because we all know, if you've watched Silver Linings Playbook, the movie, or or read the the silver linings playbook the book uh the favorite the favorite sports team of the solitano in the movie or the people's family in the book is clearly the one that wins because they're gamblers so they don't actually have an allegiance to a specific sports team but if if they did it would probably be the philadelphia eagles why they, they wear uh philadelphia eagles jerseys um let me see uh i'm trying I'm, I'm blanking out uh, do you remember uh, in the so in the movie? I'm if I can get one of the names, I'll get other one. Pat wears a jersey um, for Eagles, one of the Eagles it. receivers. It is, but it's a player because because his oh. he bonds with a therapist because he's like uh, this dude's the man, and it's and like 2011. It. Yes, in the book, it's Hank Basket. Yeah, uh, but. In the, and I'm, it's like, I even followed football closely during this era, so, so I'm like, it's not, it's an, it's a, you know, uh, since retired, um, not 
not Westbrook, not McNabb, but it's like from that era. Uh, who is it? The name is it's it's gonna be. I I feel like it was a showy receiver. It was it was. Um, it's number ten. Is it? Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, from from like the t- around the two thousand ten to eleven time. Not. I don't know why I keep. Um, it's not. So, uh, it's not, Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun. Yeah, yeah, see, exactly. That's right. As soon as you say that, yeah. it's like, of course, why couldn't I think I of like, that? I was trying to think of all the. Like, Deshaun Jackson yeah. is the man. I yeah. <laughs> yes. And I was like, it's so, it's so, and so funny to hear that. Yeah, and I've, I've been like for the last, since this podcast started, so I guess for the last 139 weeks, I've been wanting to to uh, espouse myself as an Eagles fan. I even talked to a Philadelphia fan in Georgia a number of years ago asking if he would come be on my podcast. And um, and yes, that was a gimmick. That in, in 139 weeks, that was the only comedy gimmick that I would have ever played on purpose to pretend to be an Eagles fan because of the Silver Linings uh, playbook-related team. But I never got around to it. And now, as, even though I want to, if I had just trusted my gut and gone with it and like got a jersey or a shirt and then made everybody know that I was an Eagles fan for the last two years, I would be fine with that. I refuse to do it this week because they are in the Super Bowl. And I, and as much as I love a good comedy uh, gimmick or a long-term joke, I do not like bandwagon sports fans it's, it's not one of those things that like i'm a crusader against and like i don't it's perfectly fine sports should be fun and be enjoyed by people for however it brings happiness into their lives if they're going to be a hardcore fan and keep up with every stat and watch everything and get into the storyline that's wonderful that is a hobby that is better than shooting schools up keep on loving sports if it's the thing that's going to get you through this week. If, if your local team that you didn't even know exists wins the Super Bowl or the World Series and you want to have fun and go to the celebratory parties with the other fans, um, some people frown on that. Sometimes the hardcore fans look down on that. But I would say that, and this is a very Silver Linings playbooky thing to say, I think, um, there are so few opportunities to find things that genuinely make you happy in life if hopping on a bandwagon makes you happy um if it's not something that's going to be counterproductive to your growth or somebody else's there's nothing wrong with that and so yeah enjoying enjoying the victory of a sports team that you're not uh, associated with i just personally cannot jump on the eagles bandwagon this week one they may not win the Super Bowl and then I'll have to actually that so I have a history of not being on the right side of sports history for most of most of my life uh, anybody that that has followed my life for the last um, you know uh, number of years that I've lived I sometimes tell the story of the day I moved to Massachusetts from Georgia um, and the reason I I remember this, uh, not remembering the day of the week, but it was, um, well, it was a Monday because we arrived in the state of Massachusetts. We had, dri- we had driven 
two-day trip from Georgia to Massachusetts, and we arrived on Sunday for Super Bowl Sunday. The Falcons were playing the Broncos, 1999. Um, John Elway versus Chris Chandler, and guess who won that? If you didn't know the name Chris Chandler when I said that, that's exactly right, because he did not, not win, which was a little heartbreaking to me because I was an actual Atlanta uh, Falcons fan. Had been, um, they, they had, and they had a really fun season that, that year. Um, but what I remember that because of is I started at my new school system the next Monday. And man, I guess that gives you a talking point. Somebody with more social skills than I would would have been able to go in and ride that wave of pity. But I just had to have the conversation 19 times that next Monday. Hey, oh, uh, Jim, where are you from? Atlanta? Oh, too bad about the Super Bowl, huh? And uh, so, like, yeah, the, and, and my, I don't know, 15, 16-year-old self was... Just like, yeah. And then I went to go hide in the library for three more years. So to all the introverted kids that just moved to Philadelphia next weekend, I hope your team wins for your own social sake. Or, or if they don't, may you find an odd path where that sadness and isolation leads you into an artistic career that has you parading around the country and connecting randomly with the most amazing people in little cities that you're stopping in uh, because that's another kind of magic. So in a way, I am here watching somebody beautiful do something beautiful with Aww, podcast. A, a, vegetable, a vegetable. So you know who really won? The 1999 Super Bowl. Still John Elway. My story is unrelated <laughs> to sports, uh, but I, I did win the trajectory in, in life. So, yeah, that's exciting. Um, I remember, uh, yeah, so my friend uh, Yoshi, Yoshi Sadiq from Atlanta, um, used to wear Eagles jerseys to the open mics and stuff, and so I asked him if he had several, and I was planning on starting a whole uh, Silver Linings Playbook convention, I actually still may do that. In fact, I kind of like the idea of doing it here in Lafayette even more than I like doing it in Atlanta because other people were starting to get on board with the Silver Linings podcast in Atlanta. Not like, not people getting on board. I mean, like, they knew I did this thing. Here, they don't even know about it or what I'm doing, which makes it all the more funnier if I was to throw a convention that zero people here know about um but maybe also i could get uh get chris tucker to come out here and perform or one of the other characters so it would be amazing the maybe you can just get uh, bradley cooper to send you a signed jersey <laughs> That would be great. I, I, I want to get him to sign sports. Yeah. Yes, who has more sports memorabilia that's signed by Bradley Cooper than anybody else? Uh, 
Um, it's funny to me because you can have people like bring in their like LSU jerseys. And no. <laughs> oh, I should make a Little Linings playbook uh, oh. movie with with like oh a Cajun Linings playbook. Oh, that would be uh, anyway. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we, there's a lot of a lot of ideas on the table right now. So I'm excited because um, when I said we're we're busy, uh, yeah, we got some projects and gigs and things on the table going forward. So um, uh, I'm I'm excited, and and when I use that word, it's probably a different word way than than other people probably think. It's uh, relieving to me. I actually am oddly as much as so here's here's the alternatives right I can be freaking out that I have no idea what I have to do or I can be freaking out that I have so much stuff to do but given those options uh, you you all know the expression uh, um, favoring the devil you do know over the devil you don't know and so it's good I'm I feel more at peace that we have things that are um, going on. And, uh, You're good. Yeah. Okay. Um, what I really wanted to to mention, though, I get distracted about the sports thing. I'm very excited. I'm even gonna clap for uh, Viola Davis. I'm clapping because the the actress that's what she's most known for um katie and i were watching the grammys earlier and viola davis won uh her first grammy for um narr for narrating uh, the audiobook that she wrote which i believe was a biography the thing that is extremely cool about that is that that was the completion of her egot and we have talked about that previously on podcasts so go back to that episode if you want more information on what that is but that got me down thinking actually i mean actually i was thinking about this a couple days ago when we were looking up the nominees because it was super cool um because uh katie had a friend that was there and nominated and that was super cool so we we were watching um for them, and unfortunately, they didn't win. But uh, they were up. Did. Yes, they, yeah. That's what I was gonna say. I know. Say. It sucks, was so it excited. Sucks Jack and Cassie. So, um, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it's a, peace, being nominated is amazing. That's a fantastic. Yeah. Like, that's a huge, huge thing. Um, so, uh, yeah, that was that was really cool, and that was my first first Grammys. I've ever watched uh it's still going on we didn't even watch the actual show yeah. we just watched the premiere like the preview or the the first few before they actually get into like the big it was fun though i liked it because there were so many things i learned like i that was when we saw a lot of music that i would have never heard about or known about and a lot of it is really cool i'm gonna go look up uh, a gullah uh regional album at some point when i remember i wrote myself a note do you remember what the name was I no but i uh, i googled it so i have a tab r or something r t anyway yes um so yes i'm very excited but okay so it's so cool if you don't remember go li listen to the other podcast about egots but just a, a quick flash forward uh, that stands for somebody that wins an uh an emmy a grammy an oscar and a tony award the reason i was 
thinking about this was because I went online and somebody had asked on one of these silly asking websites where people ask questions that everybody else answers and they're like why is it so easy to win a Grammy and one it's not easy to win any of those awards but I was thinking about because people were giving way too defensive answers both ways about oh it's not it's not easy all the awards are different there is a mathematical reason why it may appear like there are are it is easier to win a Grammy mathematically uh, there are more people with Grammys than those other awards. So it, it seems like uh, you will encounter, whether this is real life in person or through your absorption of entertainment and media, you will come across more Grammy winners than you will Academy Award winners, Emmy winners. But there is a lot of debate, and I think some of the things that should have been taken into that conversation that was not given the nuance that it deserved in these online forums is, uh, is it more difficult to, I, I think that's what the person was actually asking. They may not have, I, I shouldn't put words into their mouth, but if they were asking the way I would have asked was why does it seem like it is easier to win a Grammy than another award? You have to really break that down into the fact that there are different categories within the Grammys too. So if somebody was to ask, why is it easy to, like, I'm not, let's take it off the table. I am never saying it is easy to win any of these awards, but we're talking about the statistics of mathematically, there are certain categories which are more competitive. You have a higher chance uh, or a lower chance based on how many people are competing in your field, right? Um, this year, there was five, or I mean, I'm not sure, maybe, maybe they have limited the nominees to five in all the categories, but <clears throat> like for um, comedy album of the year, uh, there was Dave Chappelle, Jim Gaffigan, uh, Patton Oswalt, Louis C.K. Louis C.K. and Randy Rainbow, uh, who... Also um, poorly. Honest. Yes. I was pretty sure they were uh, not going to give it to Louis C.K. I think he actually did win one post-scandal, um, post but I think they're like... I don't think... He, did would, he actually go on up and accept it? I don't, I don't think, I don't he, think he Yeah. I, yeah, like, Chappelle wasn't there either. But that's also that's partially such a Chappelle thing. Because I think, like, um, there, there is a serious because it is a peer peer voted like the Academy, or the the Grammy, um, was voted on by the Academy of, of Recording Artists. Um, it would be weird. I mean, it's controversial to say like if somebody is a terrible person. Are they collectively just going to ignore the fact that if they put out during a year, um, they may have already you know, like had voted on it. And yeah. Before it all came it's out. funny. Was also, was that, that was also the same year as the Harvey Weinstein stuff, right? Or yeah. Yeah. I mean, because that's that's that came out that's what started it, and then it was like uh, they were sort of coming under fire. Um, but then, I mean, I guess also we were looking because uh, Chris Brown was nominated yeah. in a category. Oh, so it's like they're... He's like, yeah, who the hell? He's like, who the fuck yeah. is Robert Glasper? I, I sort of think... 
Like, no, he's a sore loser, though, on top of it, so he'll probably never get nominated again. Yeah. But the thing is, is also you have to understand that some of those nominations aren't necessarily going towards the artist. They're yeah. going for the producer, the engineers, the songwriters, Absolutely. that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it makes sense that he didn't win, but just to throw like throw the nomination mm-hmm. out there, maybe it was an incredible album. Maybe he did shell out a whole bunch of money for some and really incredible... That's something interesting, I think. I, I sort know, of like the system that they, they still... They acknowledge what was put out there. I mean, if there's, if there was a, a professional record label that was willing to put these people's um, stuff on the market and out there, yeah. then then the the group should like don't pretend like you didn't make it. Yeah. You know, like if 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 you're going to actually let these people release things, and it is in the running for the best thing of the year name it but you don't have to reward that person specifically yeah. with the credit well, too but anyway sure which uh but it's kind of weird because i mean yeah. even Chappelle was was controversial with this last special too yeah, yeah. so um, um actually so i thought that was actually going to be a specifically odd thing given who the host was if he had had to announce that but that didn't even come up actually my favorite part of the whole thing we were watching and i'm not knocking um i'm sure it is incredibly hard and tense to host a live and streamed show with such high stakes and important people around there with so much prestige but the award reading for the best video game soundtrack was announced as something along the lines of assassin and I, like the word assassin was missed and i my ears already peaked up because that was kind of funny it was like assassin's creed Valhalla. Valhalla. Yeah, Valhalla. Yeah, he, i sat up i yes I oh man hold on there's that actual I, I wonder if there's a video in this chris brown taunts robert glasper after losing best rb who the fuck is this yeah so he's like he's blowing up right now he threw he threw a whole big temper tantrum you're not gonna make people forget about all the other stuff you've done if you keep showing a continued pattern of aggressive and yeah i'm gonna see i think they actually might have like a video yeah anyway we were watching them and uh there was all sorts of different things yeah i mean that's that's when you start watching early then you get some of the the pre-scandals i didn't even realize it this started at um noon 30 east coast time mm-hmm, yeah. and we'll go into the into the night and we were watching like the pre we watched i think like eight minutes short until the uh official prime time Grammy part, but um, yeah, there was plenty of news stuff to write about for the gossip pages and, and those things. Uh, wow, he's such a little baby. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's like, who, who the hell is that? Or he said, who the fuck is that? And then um, I'm gonna keep kicking y'all y'all's ass though, respectfully. Uh, and then he kept going, kept uh, posting Photoshop images of himself playing the harmonica uh, because that guy took a harmonica solo or yeah. whatever he said i'm gonna get my skills up i'm gonna start playing the harmonica 
What a jerk. What if, a sore, whiny baby loser. Here's If he actually gets his skills up on the harmonica and then releases a Grammy-nominated harmonica uh, album, he will earn back the tiniest bit of respect from me in that like he disciplined himself enough to study and hone a craft of something that uh, he is... Um, but yeah, I'm surprised too because like he's this is not the first year that he's existed. Like all the artists have to sort of understand I mean, how these things work before, out. Yeah, I think it was also because of like I don't know. like you never you never know. Even even the people that you think are shoe wins on these things, like you, sometimes there's surprises and sometimes there's some upsets. I would not like. I'm glad I wasn't betting on the ones we watched because some of them were sort of predictable but then again the, you know there's uh, well, like I, some knew that, that I knew that uh, Ozzy was going to win something the one that he did with uh, Jeff yeah. Beck because Jeff Beck passed away but then oh my god Randy Carlisle getting best rock uh, yeah rock well, that wasn't album best uh-huh. rock performance performance it might have been yeah best rock yeah I think there's a performance category yeah, because, I mean, I'm sorry, but if you listen to that song, Broken Horses, like, I mean, you know me, I've listened to it on repeat. Absolutely, that's what, yeah. I mean, her voice is just stellar. It's absolutely And stellar. honestly, I, I realize that these are different things, too, and they're all acknowledgeable, but in, in some way, I think, like, why, why isn't the performance awards not, like, higher on the prestige list? That's to actually, I don't know, there's... Well, rock doesn't hit the airwaves like it used to you know yeah so they're all these the, all the rest of them are like pop categories and you know i know isn't that crazy rock used to be like the largest section in the in the when you went into a cd store yeah and, when i went like yeah it, it was like rock or sometimes pop rock or i guess it became pop rock or the small and then pop and rock became separate thing but like yeah like Rock was where I looked for most music if it wasn't country, rap, or classical. Um, absolutely. Yeah, no, I thought that was, they were great when they were mixed. Um, so, yeah, that was... Oh, but the exciting part, the thing I wanted to say was, it was I was super excited because if you listen to EGOTS, I'm... I'm a big fan of... I think this is a fun metric. There's not that many people that have them uh, at all. And it's a huge, huge accomplishment. Um, I think Lily Tomlin... Uh, I was watching something the other day about her. She's got one. Yes, I, yeah. I think so. There's, and there's lists on Wikipedia of the people that are missing one, but, like, which one they are. Um, so it's... So it's interesting. There's discussion about what is the easiest way to go about it. And that's what I sort of got all excited about because I was trying to think about it. There are theories, and one of the people's like, one of the hardest ones to get is the Academy Award because um, uh, they say because it's very political and there's not very many. There's only a handful of ones that is possible to win as a performer. But if you get an Academy Award, um, it's much easier if you're a movie person to get a role on a TV show or something if you want to. It's uh, much easier um, 
to like how many people have or movie stars do you know that have had stints on Broadway like be, just because their name recognition helps whatever show um, and again not saying any of them are not talented or deserving those things I don't know that's not the point I'm trying to make but the point is like if if any of us had to work our way into Broadway to even get into like a Tony nominated position you would have you would have to work um, the your your skill and the politics of the organization but there is a level of like having to get your name recognition uh, so you're on the mind of the, the judges you're on the mind of audiences if you're going into one of these fields already a winner of one of the other awards you definitely go in with a little momentum and more uh, recognition. So it is proposed by some people on the internet that the easiest way to go is to, if you can get the Academy Award, you can usually knock out uh, the TV one. Well, let's say you can put yourself in a position to win a TV one somewhat easily. And then if you have the chops, go get a uh, an acting gig in a Tony play. You know, like I'm saying these things like they're so easy um, because you can then get in a smaller pool of competitors by going for one of the sort of non-musical Grammy categories, which which is like I, the books, the audio books that were read were mostly film actors. Uh, there was a book by Jamie Foxx. There was a book by Mel Brooks, um, Viola Davis. Do you remember the other one? They were, they were all names of people that um, sort of were actors in other things, I think. Um, I, can't, I can't remember off the top of my head right now. But it's definitely... And so that way, they're, they're only competing really, like seriously against the other people that put out that kind of product. Uh, I do suspect there will be more EGOT winners going forward than there have been because in everybody the past. Sucks these days. Everybody wants to do everything. Everybody's writing a book. Everybody uh, is. There used to be a bigger divide between TV and movies as well, where actors did not think it was prestigious to flip flop. But nowadays, people, actors show up in anything. Uh, even um, it's funny because I here in Louisiana, they have a special relationship with Nick Cage and I've jokingly said oh man I would love to get Nick Cage to work in my TV show and a lot of film snobs are always like he's not he doesn't do TV uh, but he does do limited series he did a limited series for next Netflix uh, a documentary limited series on swear words and that would have counted as a TV thing that would have been uh, I think Emmy nominatable um I would love to see Nick Cage in a Tony Award winning <coughs> um, spot. I don't know what I would put him as, though. Captain Hook in Peter Pan, maybe. Um, but I'll tell you, uh, so anyway, yeah, um, I think... I think they were said numerically. Numerically, you have well, the Grammys has the most categories of everything. Uh, uh, I believe. Fisher won a Grammy for best spoken word album. 
Did you, I'm not surprised I didn't know that, but I'm she because she ended up doing a lot of audiobooks and and shows. She got really into. Um, she became a monologist after she stopped sort of acting, acting. And so anyway, I'm. I think if you go back to the EGOT episode, you will hear that. Um, anyway, look for Jester's the Musical coming out soon. Wait a second. You can win a Grammy from being on a cast recording of a musical. So if someone was to. No, be sometimes just a, it says, wait. well, it'll, it has to be cast. But, like, most of the ones that we saw were principal singers. But if you. Like, but I'm. I'm theorizing if you started like if there was a killer killer show that was winning you could possibly win in the same year or at least the same round right like that show like maybe some of the hamilton people did or some, i don't i don't uh actually i think hamilton wasn't nominated this year because it didn't come out this year no but i mean i'm talking about the year it did i'm just saying like if if a musical debuted one year that was so sort of um like the front runner for everything i guess that you could you could nab both of those in the same run i'm i'm guessing i don't know the technicalities on those things um but it's funny uh the the Viola davis came up because i've been thinking about her recently because one of the movies that comes up on uh, our amazon screensaver on the tv when we're not watching anything is for the movie Widows, which, Nick, you recommended to me very excitedly. Uh, I think back during the pandemic or whenever I was going through my sort of thriller, psychological thriller, twist and turny, didn't see that coming movies. And one of the most underrated, um, I don't want to say underrated, I'd never heard it. Nick, you were the only person I've ever heard mention it. Westlove was another yeah. nomination, and Lin-Manuel uh, Lin Miranda was, you know. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Ooh. It was Jamie Foxx, Viola Davis, uh, Questlove, Lin-Manuel, uh, and Mel Brooks. I wonder if... I don't know the Emmy categories, but Questlove is on TV a lot, too. If he was nominated for that, I wonder if he could possibly... That's a guy... I. I don't know if he does movies and actors, though. He's got 18 nominations and 6 wins. That's a good good, uh, ratio, too. Best music film he won last year. I think, oh, yeah, that's another way one could go about it. If you're a musician... He has already won a Best Spoken Word. Best musical theater album. Oh shit, yeah, Hamilton. Best rap album. Wait, Questlove did a Hamilton thing. Yeah, best. He, yeah, he was in. He, he wrote. I think he helped write and maybe played. It's interesting. Yeah, best musical theater album. Um. I don't know much about it. I just saw it, and it was he's good. But uh, yeah. I, I guess that is, hmm, 
I'm gonna re I have to redo my whole I could be totally wrong. I could be going about this totally wrong now. I have to I was I had started my whole thesis by saying that you you should go for an Academy Award and then use that prestige to get into everything else. But I th I think actually and the most legitimate way to win EGOT, you could be a musician because the Grammys are music awards, but all other three have categories for which musicians can win. So I bet there's, there's people like, I'm theorizing, um... I'm assuming that John Williams is only an Academy Award winning music uh, composer. I'm actually going off the top of my head just with the assumption. I, it's there's a chance he's not, but like I'm pretty certain off the top of my head, like just he would be, um, and probably Grammy Award winning. I bet he he might have even done TV. Um, this. I actually am You're just eighteen total. Yeah. See, that's amazing. That's oh yeah. So it's Richard the... Rogers, Helen Hayes, Rita Moreno, uh, John, uh, Audrey Hepburn, Marvin Hamlish, Jonathan Tennant. Yeah, these are all these are all orchestrations. Mel Brooks. Mike Nichols, Whoopi Goldberg, Scott Rudin. Okay, yeah, I really. Yeah. So, so I was wrong. Like I had gone into the saying, you should become an Academy Award winning, assuming it was an actor. But if yeah, but now I'm looking at like, man. Uh, Musicians all day. Absolutely. Not only that, like actually getting for for like a primary category too, not. Not like saying spoken word is not a thing, but it just it it feels kind of weird because it That's is so different. Not to get an yeah. yeah. Um but uh yeah, no, so like um you look at these and uh Oh, so Melbricks didn't even need this one. He he got that a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> he got his Grammy back in 1998, um, but he's wonderful. He he, I absolutely can see him with having all of those. Of course, he, that's a this is a wonderful. This makes me happy looking at this because I love all these people. They're all uh, fantastic. Um, I don't know. We'll be kind of felt. No I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they're all in different places now, but who knows? I'm pretty sure she like died a long time ago, and they just have like a <laughs> so yeah, they have like a doppelganger like running her. Because I mean, some of the some of the shit she says on the view. That's. I don't. She's like, oh, fuck it, I don't care anymore. I um. What is what is smoking? Oh shit! Hey. What? Is that <laughs> smoking? Yes. You you pulled some of the embers out. I was wondering. I'm like, it smells like smoke in here. He was doing chores. Trying to get the wood burning stove going. My goodness. 
Yeah, just throw it back in there. There's an ember. That is. Oh. Yeah, open the, open the door first. <laughs> okay. Well, here I am putting the smoldering ashes back into the... almost ready. Smells like Smokey the Bear in here. Um, so. I'm putting you on a chore. 
Alex, there is uh, Leo. Uh, thread cheese? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The little or big ones? Our stone, big ones. Our oh, okay. Yeah. Too yeah. easy. Absolutely. I'll always shred cheese. I love cheese. Eat some cheese. Uh -huh. mm. <laughs> I'm not right now. I'm my eyes were hurting so bad while I was at the store. I don't know what happened. I Mine were really, really dry this morning. Um, I think it is. We're heating ourselves with um, very, uh, because it's, it is winter. It's nice because it's not like Arctic. It's not Northeast winter. Um, it's not like the snow you'd see if we were in Philadelphia or Chicago or Boston or any northern city than we are. But here's the thing. It's all relative to what you're used to. I always hate during the summer or the winter and all the northerners and southerners will always be like, Oh, look at those states that are climately different than ours, struggling with the weather that's different. Well, you know what? People get used to certain habitats. So, um, you know, like, it would not make sense to buy snow tires if you live in Florida. That is a huge investment of money for something that you're not going to have a lot of need for if you are in Florida. So why buy them? Guess what? It ices on the roads so infrequently in Florida or Texas or Georgia that yes, sometimes drivers are less accustomed to learning how to drive in those conditions. But guess what? The summers that happen get hotter in those northern states or in the southern states normally. And when those northern states experience summers that are hotter than they are normally used to, those people all complain. So let's just all find ways to be nicer to one another. That's basically the point I am trying to make. We all need to be nicer to one another because stuff is hard right so and that is it so i think um that's that's probably a good place for us to start winding down because i had a lot of stuff that i wanted to talk about but clearly i didn't even stick to the subject and there was a couple different subjects that I wanted to, could have, and should have talked about. So, but, I wonder, let me see what awards Silver Linings Playbooks won. I know we did, but I wonder, here's what I'm going to try to do. I'm going to try to go see who are the award winners from that movie and that book, um, different topics also author awards where what are the book author award i know there's like the what were they when i was kids what were the awards for uh 
I was thinking about um, about while we were watching the Grammys because there are awards for the writers of songs. There are awards for the composers of songs and they're at the Grammys and that feels appropriate because those are music awards. There are awards for screenwriting at the Academy Awards and that seems appropriate because that the Academy Awards encompasses all the aspects of making a movie. It does feel like the discipline of writers should have uh, like an exciting award thing. There's the Pulitzer Prize, but I don't know if that's televised. I've never heard people sit down and watch the Pulitzers. I never have known. Um, I sort of find it out. Oh, we should talk about this in the future because I'm interested in this. Uh, the Pulitzer Prizes... There's categories of fiction, nonfiction, history, biography, and poetry. Um, the 2022 winners, the Netanyahu's by Joshua Cohen, Pulitzer Prize for Fiction, Invisible Child by Andrea Elliott, Pulitzer Prize for Nonfiction, Cuba by Ada Ferrer, uh, History, also, it says Covered with Night by Nicole Eustace. That's also under history. Uh, Chase Me to My Grave by Winifred Rembert for biography. And Frank by Diane Seuss. So there's also a Booker Prize uh, called... The, no, there's a prize called the Booker Prize. Awarded in October each year, the Booker Prize is the UK's top literary prize and the most watched single book award in the English-speaking world. Until 2013, the award was open only to citizens of the Commonwealth of Nations, in essence, the UK, and former British colonies. As of 2014, the award is open to authors worldwide as long as their work is in English and published in the UK. The winner being The Seven Moons of Mali Almeida by Sherhan... Karanatilaka. Karanatilaka. I hope I said that right. The John Newberry Medal is awarded in January by the American Library Association for Most Distinguished American Children's Book, published the previous year. 2023 winner, I guess it's already been declared, uh, Free Water by Amina Lukaman, Lukam, Luke, Lukman Dawson. The Michael Prince Award. Excellence in Young Adult Literature, 2022. Michael L. Prince Award goes to Starfish by Lisa Phipps. There's the Edgar Award, Mystery Writers, National Book Critics Circle Award. So there's a lot of really good, you know, um, there's a Costa Book Award, National Book Award, Women's Prize for Fiction, Penn Bellwether Prize, which Booker Prize, Pulitzer Prize, Book Browse Awards. That's that's that whoops. And yet in some ways I feel like the biggest distinction of a book accolade that I am aware of 
is New York Times bestseller. And that's kind of sad because that really has more to do with the commercial uh, appeal or viability of such a thing. So anyway, I could go down this rabbit hole forever. Let's go down the rabbit hole a little more actually. The Silver Linings Playbook Awards. Let's see what awards the Silver Linings Playbook. Um, it's hard. To, oh, it's actually hard to find the book. I don't know if the book got any awards. Um, because it all you can find is the movie. But um, yeah, maybe it was not. A, Yes, yeah, so we're just cooking. <laughs> All right. Uh, how do you normally do the thing? What? Uh, which? Oh, the shells. You want me to make some taco shells? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got it. Um. All right. Well. Thank you, everybody. Uh, we're gonna wrap this up. New York Times bestseller. That's the award that the book thing won. Um. But Not yeah, I got stuff to do so thanks for tuning in join us uh next week and every week as long as we keep deciding to do this for all the latest on silver linings playbook the movie the silver linings playbook the book and topics that are not technically either of those things uh until next time we will see you down the road and excelsior He's kind of crazy, she's a little insane. Keeping energy really messes with his brain. One is the forest, the other's husband is dead. That's why it's so messed up in the head. It's a silver linings playcast.